Welcome to TNT with Teresa Quinlan and Reese Thomas. We are friends from across the pond on a life evolution. We want to bring you topics that challenge your status quo, guests that help you think differently, and nuggets of wisdom that spark being. Being what? You. Authentic you. Today we welcome Marcy Morrison, a career and life coach. Before we get into this gigantic introduction of an amazing human being, I just want to say to our audience and listeners, please check out her website. From my perspective, it's one of the best websites I've ever looked at, mostly because I had all the feels when I was reading through it. That is what I connected with. And I'm certain that you will connect with Marcy on today's conversation. So let's dig in. Marcy is really living her passion plus purpose equals world change formula. Her journey has been one of taking the challenges to overcome, to uncover her purpose. And she has walked through the same steps that she takes all of her clients through. So what are those steps? Well, you have to weave your life together and bring your career journey and put pieces of a puzzle about your passion to serve others through what you're doing in both careers with wings and passion purpose academy. So when you check out Marcy's website, Career With Wings, you're going to discover just how much passion Marcy really has for herself, which I think is incredibly important for life, her family, and her clients. We can't wait to dive into this conversation. Welcome to TNT, Marcy. Thank you both so much, the BFF team, for having me on today. I'm so excited to be with both of you. Yeah, I'd just like to echo what Teresa said there. I mean, her website is fantastic. She is a very special person to me. Uh, trust me, if you if you have the opportunity to spend time with her, either as a client or as a friend, you know, all those great things and those feels that you had from the website will just be magnified immensely. So definitely check, check out Marcy and, and the amazing work she's doing. So here we go. Passion and obsession. We, Reese and I believe that when people dive into the fullness of who they are, it's because they met it along the road somewhere. They went, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And there's a story that lives behind that. So where's the story? (laughs) I am living what I help other people do. It is definitely not a journey that happens overnight. I always talk about how do you put together the pieces of your passion puzzle? And as we talked before, there's a lot of backstory to that. About 13 years ago, I started Careers with Wings. I I looked around and I said, why do they go to jobs every day that they hate? It hurt me. And I said, I truly believe that we're all here to do what we love and combine that with making a difference. And so I started on that journey a long time ago and it's taken me on a wild ride. People say, what is it that you do? And I say, well, it's not what I do, it's who I am. And because at the core of it, I would say the core of my purpose is helping other people. And my passion is to really help them get to where they want to go so they do live their dreams. I would be one of those people that would corner you at a party and be like, Reese, Teresa, are you doing what you love? Why are you doing what you love? Like, we got to figure this out. Really love to be people's personal cheerleaders, help them, like just love listening to people. Where are you stuck? How do we get unstuck? How do we get to where you want to go? I love strategy. So it's like, how do we map this out? okay, great. Now we figured it out. How do we get there? So then doing all the resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn, you know, all that practical things as well. And just naturally love to connect people as Reese well knows. And so I'm like, oh, you're interested in that. You need to talk to this person. Oh, you're interested in that. Have you checked this out? Just helping people with all those pieces, the heart, the head, 
the soul, like all coming together. So I'm just so grateful for that. And I, I just have to say, thank you for the shout out on my website. Another big piece of the work that I do is with my life and business partner, Eric Mowry. Hi, Eric, who created that website. And what I love is that he really tapped into the essence of who I am and the passion and purpose. So thank you. That makes me so feel so happy that you can feel that in there, Teresa. Thanks, Eric. Teresa, Marcy is that sort of special type of person uh, that you and I probably know a few of who seem to have found that golden pocket sweet spot between the right brain and the left brain and finding that perfect balance. So she has that intuitive heart, but she also has that business savvy strategy bit. So when you put the two together, you know, you can't help but create passion, create explosion. Yeah, explode the status quo and then drive your purpose. As you were reading that bio and, and, and what you just shared was there, you were talking about making a difference and you're talking about service. And, you know, that's definitely something that I think about when I, when I think of you. And I wanted to ask you to share a little bit about the service that you've done with the Indigenous communities. And I know there are many and I know that's very important to you in your heart. First of all, let's start with the ones in your community, in your neighbourhood, in the San Diego area. And uh, tell us a little bit about that, please. I know we'll probably dig deeper into it, but it's it's actually been a part of me, my whole journey about giving back. It's like, I just even remember when I first graduated, people were about making money. And I just said, I can't just make money and I have to be tied to making a difference. So it's kind of been there the whole time. I'm always looking at how do I use my skills to make a difference. Back to Eric again. So Eric and I met four and a half years ago, making a difference, helping youth here in the community. We said, how do we partner together with our skills and talents to make a difference. Two years ago, we started Passion Purpose Academy and that leverages my career and life coaching background. And that also leverages Eric's experience as a creative director, storytelling through videos and experiential events. We started working with youth at a local high school here. And then that eventually led us to being called in. We were actually called into the San Pasquale Native American Reservation, one of them here in San Diego, part of the Kumeyaay Native American Nation that goes all the way throughout San Diego down to Mexico. And this is just one, one tribe in that group. For the last couple of years, we've actually been working with the high school youth. They said, we really want you to help our youth figure out what it is that they love, the difference they want to make, and really get out there and live their passion and purpose. We absolutely love working with them, and we are immersed in their culture as well. I'm learning Kumiai, Winatui, Marcy. means my name is Marcy Hauka. I. All of the work I do is not transactional. It's really about relationships. So I, I want to go deep into understanding who they are, not imposing anything on them. Like, this is how you live your passion and purpose. Follow these five steps. It's kind of like, what are you guys all about? And so a big part of what we've asked them is how can we support you? One of the things is that they feel invisible. It's interesting because we live in one San Diego County, but they sometimes feel like people think that we're no longer even here, but we're here. And so the youth said, we'd really like to share our culture and our traditions with the outside world is what they say. So we've been looking for opportunities, even in COVID, with really being able to communicate what's important to them and their culture and tradition. Perfect. And so applicable to <clears throat> everyone has something within themselves that they need to get out to feel like I made my mark. And whether that be a community of people who feels invisible. And so their driver is, 
I need to make this mark. It's inside of me that we are visible as individuals. And then you step into another community and they're like, we just want to be known and accepted for who we are and what we stand for. And there's, I'm sure, a thread between the people you work with that has a foundation of something, maybe along the lines of belonging, maybe the long, along the lines of being heard or accepted or validated or all of those kinds of words. And I'm wondering if there is a clear connection when you're working with people between that need and how they find purpose. That's a really good question. As we talked about before, I think the best way to illustrate it would be take a specific person that I worked with because there are definitely common threats. And I would say the number one thing that I find is that a lot of times we're living outside of ourselves. We think that the answer comes when I get finally get that degree or I get that relationship or I get something like that. But actually the answer is really in falling in love with who you are and knowing yourself. So I'm going to give you the example of Penn Davenport, who's now actually a really good friend of mine and connected, by the way, to this whole Passion Purpose Academy. Ken came to me and he was 45 and he had checked off all the boxes, had two master's degrees. He had built and sold multiple high-tech healthcare companies, has a beautiful wife, beautiful son, amazing person. And he just was like literally flat. And he had gone to somebody at my grad school and said, I've done everything. I've checked off the boxes. Like, why am I not happy? I need to find my passion. And so when he said that, somebody at my grad school, uh, she said, I know the person that can help you. Ken came to me. And it really was this journey of who are you? What is it that you really love? And he got so busy checking off the, the boxes that he kind of lost touch mm-hmm. with who he is. So I actually had him go on some soul searching adventures, treasure hunts for himself, I call it. I got clear that what he loved was actually his wife and son were his first priority. And he realized that by building all these high tech healthcare companies, he lost track, having enough time with them. So his first assignment actually was to play on the playground with his son. He started to like go, oh, you know what I love? I love this. And so for him, long story short, he realized that he wanted to take his skills and make a difference. And that's what I also feel like is another key. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's use what you have. So he said, I want to take my leadership skills and make a difference here in San Diego. And so when I heard that, I go, okay, so who does Ken need to meet? And there's an organization here in San Diego called San Diego Social Venture Partners, where high level executives get together and they find a way that they can pool their skills and talents to make a difference. And so what happened was, is that's where the nugget lied. There was this project going on called Mission Edge that was providing back office support to two nonprofits in San Diego. And Ken said, oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. That's how I'm going to help because I love nonprofits. They're making a difference. They should be focused on their mission and not necessarily be focused on all this back office things. Ken is now supporting over 50 nonprofits through Mission Edge in San Diego. So I always think about the impact that he's making is so amplified because it's not one person, right? It's all the people that work at that nonprofit, all the lives that they touch through their their work. What I find a lot of times is that when people come to me, they're actually thinking so small that the impact that they can make can be even bigger than they thought and bring them even more joy than they even imagined. 
I would agree wholeheartedly because in my own personal experience, even just last year with my mentor, he said to me, he said, you're playing smaller than you're supposed to be playing, which sent me for a little loop. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. What's holding me back? And then exploring the emotional tendencies underneath. Well, then why am I not like, why am I playing smaller than what someone else sees is the possibility. And that exploration certainly did launch many more ventures that were bigger than what I was currently doing. And you're right. The influx back in of how much fuller my own bucket got was huge. And by bucket, I totally mean the emotional well-being bucket. I don't mean the financial one, although that also does happen. Yeah. One tends to take care of the other. So when you were talking earlier, Teresa, and in that story that you shared, it made me think about one of the things that I've learned from COVID experience is that what we used to have a kind of mental framework that we thought, you know, what was possible or what the limits were, or, you know, there was a lid. And then when all of that seemed to sort of crumble, disbelieving before our eyes, and we grew accustomed to it and began to accept it, we started to question really what our purpose would be. And it became much more of a prevalent thing. Once we have that realization that anything is possible, then we can start to unpick those, you know, limiting beliefs that we've held onto or the umbrellas we've hidden under. And we can start to really connect with our with our purpose and our passion finding out where our strengths are is, is a good place to start we've had lots of people on here talking about purpose and one of the recurring themes is the start with what you're good at or what lights you up what excites you you know which is the same as passion and then go from there and realize how you can use that to not just help yourself but also help other people so the difference between you know a purpose being personal and what i call a higher purpose making a difference for other people being in, in service I wanted to ask, what comes first, the passion or the purpose? Gosh, that's a good question. I, I actually think it's it's happened both ways. I think it just depends. For example, like somebody may say that my purpose is helping youth because I had a challenging childhood. But they may say that what I really love, my passion is actually telling stories. And I do that through marketing. So it's kind of like, okay, so then you can go to a nonprofit and do their digital marketing and be helping young people just like yourself through it. The puzzle is totally assembled different ways. And sometimes the purpose, you know, I think a lot of times people get overwhelmed by that because they think, oh, I have to be like Mother Teresa or Gandhi or something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the purpose could be that you just want to be a good parent and a good partner and make a difference in people's lives. And so you can even just do that while you're walking down the street too. So a lot of times it's like, if you're happy in your own life, then you're going to be making a difference in other people's lives just by being happy. I'm working with a client right now that's actually really loves her career, but she needs to make some adjustments due to personal reasons to like help family members and things like that. She's redesigning her life that includes still her passion and purpose, but it has to do it in a different way. So that happens a lot of times when people are like, I actually want to keep doing what I'm doing, but now I'm a mom and I don't want to be at an office all the time anymore. How do I redesign? And that's kind of what happened to me is that, you know, when I created Careers with Wings, the number one reason that I did it actually is because I'm a mom. My kids are 19 and 16 and I didn't want to go to the office anymore. So I wanted to create something that allowed me to be more available for my kids and also make an impact in people's lives too. So when I, the first assessment I do is how do you want your whole life to look? I think a lot of times people pick this career path and then try to make their life work around it. And I think it's the opposite. 
what do you want your whole life to look like? And how does your career actually support you in that? Yeah, indeed. As Teresa would say, life by design, not by default, which is perhaps the power of a couple of words that you're using. And instead of or, I have passion and purpose in my life. Sometimes one thing fills both criteria. Sometimes one thing is just one of the criteria and puzzles have many pieces. So if passion and purpose is something that I want as an experience, as an emotional experience, as how I would define or describe what my life is, then multiple pieces of that puzzle fit together to create the whole experience, but not every piece creates the whole experience. Great. So well said, Teresa. Difficult sometimes for people, often because they're like, my work has to fill all of these criteria. Why? Sometimes it's really challenging for work to fit all of your criteria. You know, you have other slices to the pie of your life. Those could fit the criteria. But when work is the end all be all and it doesn't fit all the criteria, then we have to make sure we've not neglected the other parts of our life. Like hobbies, for example, could be where our passion lies and work is where our purpose lies. And work is not passion and purpose together. And hobbies are not passion and purpose together. Totally fine to have that, as long as the whole is indicative of what we want. So now I'm supposed to ask a question, but I'm just so stuck in the puzzle thing of like, that is awesome, helping people to create that. I also like these questions about what comes first, chicken or the egg, can approach it from any angle that you want, which is maybe enlightening and freeing for people. When you say that you traveled, you traveled the journey. Now you take your clients through it for you. What was the springboard? The realization that you went, oh my God, that's it. Mm. Which phase of life? <laughs> yeah. Cause I've had many, I, I mean, I could give you a quick overview. The other part of what I have people do too, is just reflect back on your life. Like how can we leverage all the different pieces? Just in a nutshell, I can tell you that the reason I help kids myself is because I did have a challenging childhood. So I looked at that and I go, how can I actually turn that challenge into something that I can do to help others? So I always have people first do that exercise with the purpose piece. If anybody understands how to help somebody is somebody that's been through it. I always think about what kind of support that I wish that I had. That's kind of how this is all develops. That's one piece of the puzzle. The other piece of the puzzle is I grew up surrounded by other cultures and my mom was an exchange student. I was an exchange student. I lived in Australia for a year, which led me to then studying in Spain and studying worldly things, international affairs that brought me to San Diego to get my master's. All that cultural piece also has really been with me this whole time. And that has also led a lot to why we love working with the Native American culture And I grew up too, that my parents were always like, everybody is equal. We need to all support each other. So I grew up with that philosophy too. Whenever I get things, I'm like, how can I share this? How can I share knowledge, resources, information? So that's always been a part of who I am. I have a background in sales and marketing and all of that. So now I even feel like I use that to help other people sell and market themselves, which I really love too. And my master's is in international business, which helps a lot with the strategy piece. Let's use all the meat on the bones, man. Like let's use every piece of the chicken. You know, it's like, how do we put it all into the pot and stir up something really magical? I love multifaceted people. To me, it's juicy. So when I meet with people, a lot of times they'll come to me, it's almost one dimensional. It's almost like, here's my resume, but I wanna know the juicy stuff. 
it's so cool. This one client I'm going to actually talk to later today is our first session. And that's kind of how she came to me with this flat resume. And I send this detailed soul searching questionnaire. Tell me about your journey. Tell me about all the pieces you love. What's important in your life. And then all of a sudden she came this multifaceted, five-dimensional, amazing person, which guess what? That goes into your resume and all your branding. And then, so when you're going out there, you're no longer this one dimensional person. You're this magnetic person that people want to meet. You start kicking ass interviewing and informational interviews instead of being this robot and drone. I've been in this path for 25 (laughs) years. I don't have anything else going on in my life. It's interesting because it's really not that hard, but people are putting, what I find are putting their energy on the wrong things instead of the right things. Love, passion, purpose, energy, enthusiasm. I know you don't have a job. I know you need to have a job, but let's get fired up. Focus on scarcity. Then your energy is scarce. (laughs) Focus on passion, purpose, impact, investment, what you love, all that sort of things. And that's where your energy goes. Absolutely. Love that. So many images flashing up when you're sharing that, Marcy. Um, You talked about how you help your clients and it made me think of they're deflated, they're flat. And it made me think of like a balloon, you know, that's kind of lost some of its air and it comes to you and it's kind of a bit withered. And then through your help and your encouragement, they kind of help reinflate themselves. And through that, they suddenly start to lift and then they're off soaring. And, you know, you've helped tremendously in doing that, but really it was them that did all the work. You said you wanted to talk about juicy. You said anyone wanted to focus on the, um, all the meat on the bones, the whole chicken. So I know an important part of your life and your practice is your spirituality, is your self-care, your meditation. So I wanted to ask you to sort of share a little about that because I know how important it is and how transformative it has been for, for me, for you, and I'm sure for Teresa as well. And a lot of our listeners would be interested in that. I know nature is another thing that's extremely important to you. She always sends me these amazing pictures of these weekend adventures she has. Uh, yeah, so maybe you could tell us a little about this important piece of your puzzle that really helps light up your, your offering. <laughs> Well, it's all is interconnected too. It's not like something that just showed up today at all. I I grew up in this really cool place in New Jersey, right on the Jersey shore, but it was in a forest. So it was cool. Like I could be at the beach in five minutes, but I lived on a dirt road that was 50 houses up there and it was connected to the forest. When home life was intense, I actually would go into the forest and it was my therapist, basically. I just loved the trees. I love the quiet. And I also loved animals. Even as a little kid, I'd be like, hello, Mr. Chipmunk, how are you doing? You know, it would be that person that would go to your house and you'd have the meanest cat in the world, but then the cat would come sit on my lap. Just always been connected to nature and animals. And I know I have to practice what I preach too. I have a lot of clients that are burning the candle at both ends. And so I tell them, you have to create rituals in your day and do whatever that is, self-care in the morning, throughout the day and night. I personally have a commitment that every morning I live at the bottom of this really cool mountain in San Diego called Mount Soledad. I'll walk up to the top of that mountain and I usually spend at least a half an hour at the beach meditating, or if I'm not at the beach, somewhere else in nature. But the first two hours of my morning are working out and being in nature and and meditating. It's hard, like you wake up, you know you have all these emails and things to get back to, but I literally force myself to do all of that before I even start my day. And then I make regular 
commitments to actually get into nature for extended periods of time. As you know, like Breeze, last week I was in Desert Hot Springs and Joshua Tree. And then Eric and I are headed up to Yosemite next week. Yeah. So it's just for me, nature is so healing and just really helps me reset. I'm pretty high driven too. And if I don't take that time to hit the reset button, I can just keep going. When I take that time to be away in nature, it's like I come back at such a higher level. There's not that to-do list anymore. I'm actually reconnected back to my passion and purpose. And I feel that what I'm able to give to my own children, to myself, to Eric, to my clients is so much more expansive then we just got to get this resume done, or I just got to send this email or something there. Everything is tied to that purpose and love. Like, I love my kids. I love Eric. I love my clients. I love myself. Like, I just want to be able to stay in that space as opposed to this stressed out, got to get shit done space. Am I allowed to swear on here? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You are. I, I think you're speaking such wisdom around this piece of balance that occurs. And also when you're in passion and purpose, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to say no to stuff. Like, no, that doesn't serve my passion or purpose. So I'm just going to say no. And it doesn't come across as this sort of like, no, I can't do that. And I'm all stressed out or whatever. It's like, nope, that doesn't align for me. And people are like, oh, okay. doesn't align for you. Cool. Okay. So maybe it's that time of day. Maybe it's time to, to bring this home with the usual hashtag, not anymore. The piece of work that you did on yourself, which you then literally transcribed into a really fantastic book which I've read and uh, perhaps I invite you to talk about that and, and how the central theme of that falling in love with yourself is one of the most important beliefs that anyone can start to live by and, and, and feel into and see the benefits from. It was interesting because again all these pieces of the puzzle come together when I wrote that book, I had just went through a divorce. I was with my ex-husband 17 years. We were married 13. And I had a lot of identity wrapped up into being married and the white picket fence. We had the golden retriever. It just was like that perfect situation, which society says is perfect. But on the inside, it wasn't perfect. And it was time to let it go. And I went through that whole existential crisis. Who am I now if I'm not married? I had hired a coach myself, Jesse Gross, who's amazing. And he said these same thing kind of things to me. He says, Marcy, I know there's this really juicy part of you inside and I need to know what that is. And I heard this, uh, you know, voice say, oh, you mean Tinker Angel? And my friend had given me that name. She says, Marcy, you're like this little fairy that flies around and sprinkles happy dust on people. And then you wrap your wings around them and just love and support them on their journey. I'm like, that's a really good analysis of who I am. As I started going through this journey, and some of it was not easy, I had to go deep into my own childhood and look at the parts that I lost of myself as a child. It was very serious growing up. And in, in my core, I am like this little playful fairy, like, let's go look at the animal, you know, that. So I had to have like kind of some grieving of that part that I let myself go. Falling in love with me is my own journey of really discovering who am I if society never told me who I was? Who am I if I didn't grow up in a challenging childhood? And so that book is me expressing that, coming out of the closet as I fully am, and then also using that as a guide to help other people learn to discover who they are. And it starts with falling. I had to learn to fall in love with every part of myself, the fairy part, 
the bitchy Jersey Leo part, the nature girl and get shit done girl. <laughs> like it was like, I'm actually all of that. And to be okay with being all of who you are. Love it. There's so much good that. Yeah. There, there are two <laughs> things that it's often the case that it's, we can't see the things ourselves. You, uh, you took your friend to show you something which you probably in your heart already knew, but until she vocalized it, you couldn't really kind of attach to it and, and, and build on it. And then also you said, um, what would my life be like if I got to choose? You know, that was something that really seems really important to me. It wasn't what everyone told me I should be. It wasn't what society showed me I should be. It was just a case of, you know, a blank slate. And then the question of what would life be like if I got to choose? You know, something as simple as that, like we said earlier, about life by design. So thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom there. Thank you for those amazing power tips. People are going to want to know how they can get in touch with you, how they can find out how to maybe work with you. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach out to you, Marcy? Well, they can go to the website, careerswithwings.com, and they can email me directly, Marcy, M-A-R-C-Y, at careerswithwings.com. And if they want a free copy of the book, I'm, if they want to email me, I'm happy to send that to them as well. Fantastic. Okay, so we'd like to wrap up the conversation with our rapid-fire Q&A. We, we've had a little revamp for season two. We've got five questions, a little bit more in-depth, and you can feel free to just give us whatever comes up or if you feel compelled to, to go a bit deeper, then ignore the rapid part. And I also was thinking about this, Teresa, I'm just thinking about this now, but I was listening to something the other day and it was a Q&A thing and the person was doing it and said, you know what, I don't like the idea of Q&A. I like the idea of Q&R. So I'm not giving you answers. I'm giving you responses. And I thought, you know, it was a bit of fun there. We'll, we'll see what you say. But So anyway, are you ready for this five questions, Marcy? I'm ready. All right, number one, which emotion catches you off guard most often? Uh, I would say anger. Okay, and what do you do to regulate that emotion in the moment? Hmm. I, I question, just clarifying question, Ang anger within myself or other people? Either or. Okay. If it's within myself, I've learned to respect it. In the past, I used to push it aside. Now I've learned that actually anger is here to give us a lot of clarity. So I stop, I look at where is that coming from? And then a lot of times there's some really juicy, good answers in there. And then once I get the clarity, then I will respond. Beautiful. Number three, what's next in your personal evolution? Hmm. Gosh, I, I feel that COVID has given us such a great opportunity to really go deeper into what we want to create. I have always had this image of being able to live wherever I want to live. I still see that. I see Eric and I living in Bali part of the year, different parts of the United States, even like Navajo Nation. Um, who knows? Maybe Reese will go visit you in England and Teresa in Canada. I'm just actually really excited because this is I've done so much of my work virtually before. Now it's actually show me what's all is possible. Awesome. So number four, when your best friend is having a meltdown, what do you say to them? Listen, I really just hold that space for them and ask them how I can best support them. Uh, so last one, number five, in this moment, what are you most looking forward to or most hopeful for? Feel that all of us have been given this opportunity to hit the reset button 
even when I do workshops on passion and purpose, I actually do it myself because I don't have it all figured out. And I always feel that there's another opportunity to go deeper into examining what I want to create in my own life. And I feel that even with the work I'm doing now, that people are even more receptive to it because there is this space and opportunity right now, an opportunity for us to create something better for ourselves, each other in the world. Uh, that's what gives me hope is we have an amazing opportunity right now. Let's like leverage the heck out of it. Exactly. Unleash our innate brilliance. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being so open and honest and sharing your heart with us as always. Uh, thank you, Marcy, for being a wonderful guest on, on our podcast. Thank you both so much. It was an honor to get to know you even more. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of TNT. Please share, subscribe, rate, and review. And when you're ready for your personal evolution, check out Reese at trueselfcoaching.com. And for your emotional intelligence revolution, check out Teresa at iqeqtq.com.